Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Welcome to LA Heat Wave Hot Takes. I'm your Lodge Master. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Let the bodies hit the flow. We got Brother Lucas in the back. Sup? And the returning champions, Lodge Mistress Milster. Hey, hey. Ow! And everybody's favorite brother, Justin. I was also going to make a joke about let the bodies, bodies, bodies hit the floor. <laughs> brother Bishki. Beat me, beat me, beat me to it. There you go. There you go. You salvaged it. So, uh, yeah, this is a hot take. Before we get into it. How do you get the protein as quick as possible into the bloodstream? A little schnapps. RottenTomatoes.com. When a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game goes Ari in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing, fake friends, and one party gone very, very wrong. Period. Does it go awry? Perhaps? Ari. I like Ari. I like Ari, though. Ari a word? Like a rye bread. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm reading. Okay. <laughs> That's good, though, because shit does go Ari real quick. It goes Ari. Atari. Uh, so uh, this movie is another one, much like the black phone, that has buzz. So where were you guys at? It's A24, so respect. I thought it was going to be definitely better than Black Phone. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the trailer had me when Pete Davidson was like, I like to fuck. That's yeah. what I do. That's the vibe I like to put out. And I was like, this movie is on to something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, low, low, low expectations. Low, the mills But when I low. saw A24, they got a little higher, but they didn't get too high. Justin, did you have any preconceived notions? My expectations were pretty low, but on the walk to the theater, I was thinking what it was like if you were in your early 40s yeah. and you saw Nightmare on Elm Street opening weekend. Oh, interesting. Like interesting. What, what would that have been to you then? Right. So I tried to put myself in those shoes trying to watch a Gen Z slasher movie as a man in his early 40s. It would have been freaking awesome because that monster is awesome. There you go. I mean, the premise is awesome yeah, of yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. They're very different movies, but the perception of what young people, how they act, what they listen to, what their whole you know vibe is is something you have to interpret when you're older. That's right. Very true. But the thing that I that maybe shocked me more than any of the violence or any of the gore in this is how little translating you actually need to do when you watch this movie. Like aside from lots of references to the group chat which, you know, 40-year-olds have group chats too. Like, was was there anything really very focused in a Gen Z atmosphere in this for you guys? Other than the, the fact that everybody was young? 
Do you guys have a group chat? (laughs) (laughs) You're the admin, actually, Justin. Oh. Um, I don't know if you even knew that. But but you guys, I felt like you could easily make these characters pretty much any age. And it wouldn't fundamentally change the story at all. Yeah, I mean, they lose Wi-Fi connection pretty early on. Yeah. When the hurricane hits. So after that... Then there's no internet culture, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's I mean it's basically a creep around movie. You got all of these characters after some early pleasantries, just creeping around in, uh, a house. In yeah, the dark. it's a bit clue ish. It's very clue ish, and I was I was also gonna say, is this even really a horror movie? Right. You know, That's, it's yeah, it, it's a black comedy. It's yeah, a black exactly. comedy th- thriller. There are horror tropes, definitely, like people die and it's a scary old house in a storm. But it's basically just, you know, narrowing down who the killer is, Mm -hmm. you know, not to say I didn't have any fun. Yeah. No, the early going, like the first at least half hour before they play it, you know, before like the the power crashes i was having a lot of fun i heard lucas laughing yeah we were all i think everyone was laughing right like really enjoyed the first bit yeah, yeah. no there's a lot of laughs yeah there's, pete, there's some darkness on the horizon for millie i can i can feel <laughs> it no, pete davidson like this is like you know i, I gave him a lot of a lot of flack but <laughs> as like a supporting role he's great. like he's perfect for this role like yeah, yeah. i i foresee in 20 years, we're going to have to explain Pete Davidson to people. <laughs> yes. Like we had to explain Pauly Shore. Yes. yes. Where people are like, was he famous? We're like, yeah, real famous. And we let it happen. And it was <laughs> it was kind of fun for a while, yeah, to be honest. I think he's got a little more to offer than Pauly Shore. But Pauly Shore is, is the correct analog. <laughs> I also felt like having him in this movie is like Animal House having John Belushi. You know, he does. He, he elevates it and it feels like all his lines are ad-libbed off the cuff Absolutely, and they're, and they're, keep, does, and they're keeping some of them like in the movie and ADR or whatever yep. right yeah. it's like if you had John Belushi but he looks like Chevy Chase if you put him through like a food dehydrator there's, <laughs> there's something like he looks he's he is very beguiling to look at like you could stare at his weird face for a long time and he would shrug and be like yeah I know it's weird it you know, like a human salamander to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's something real interesting about that guy. And he did elevate this movie. You're always curious as to what his character is up to. Like, what is he thinking? You don't think that with everybody in the movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when he dies, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of the, the, <laughs> too the, soon. The big, yeah, it was just too soon yeah. to lose him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you lose that spark. You lose that Chucky sauce yeah. factory. But and you that, get a little bit of that, too, with Lee Pace, who's like the 40 something year old guy who's there. I thought he was good. And I you, thought he was really good, too. You, yeah. You keep cutting to him and you don't know where he's coming from. And he doesn't really know where they're coming from. But everybody's there to have a good time. Intriguing. And you lose him. <laughs> but yeah, but you lose him next. And then I'm like, oh. You have the woman from Borat 2 is kind of our... Maria yeah. Bakalova. Is yeah. kind of our mysterious lead. Sort of like dialed in like the same character from Borat 2, maybe? Yeah, there was something like that mixed with Orphan. Like a little, you wonder if 
she's got some dark secrets or if she's I thought her mom was going to show up like Mrs. Voorhees yeah, you know because like in the beginning she's like trying to communicate with someone I think yeah they, they definitely want to make her seem like off off a little bit you I know thought she was awful oh wow I mm, thought she was go. awful and I, I did not like her character I did not like her I didn't think she did a very good job with acting and every time Whoa. she was on screen wow. I was like please just cut to someone else wow wow I thought I she was pretty like good. Her. I was intrigued by her. I did not like her at all. Interesting. Now, yeah. now Millie, I don't know if you you picked this up. Um, she's not a native English speaker. <laughs> yeah, you don't maybe say. that's what you're you're just confused. No, it was just that her she acting. It was all. English it was just this mopey face the whole time. It was <laughs> she like she must have been directed that way because I loved her in Borat. I did too. Yeah. I did too, and she was very animated. But in this, it was just like mope face. But mope I, face was supposed to belie some sort of darkness underneath. I you did not. I did not buy it. I did not like it. it. I did not. No. The I, rest resting mope face did not. Work. I, yeah, I'm always not a fan. When we start like The Shining, where they're already driving to the location, because you know nothing about anything, anyone. So there's no baseline. Whereas I think if Stanley Kubrick in The Shining, as well as the director of this movie, uh, Helena Rijin, who I think is Dutch, like if they just had maybe them getting like in the car, going somewhere, gave us something just at the very beginning, I could have cared more. But since. I literally knew you nothing. Care after all was, that you missed the deep uh, tongue kissing and yeah. professions of "I love you." <laughs> that was a little nod to Larry Clark's kids that opening shot. But, yeah, <laughs> but what about I, that, Lucas? It didn't. That's really how it started. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really care. I just didn't no, care. I agree. Didn't, never cared once. There was no tension yeah. for me throughout because I didn't know who anyone was. So I was like, "Well, it doesn't matter." The and edges, there was not the edges really turning, folks. Any likableness except maybe the the gentleman who was what's his name? Lee Pace. Well, no, he was pretty likable, actually. The, the guys were more likable than the girls, really. True. Mm-hmm. And I that's mean, why it's sad when they're gone. I know, yeah, but they, I feel like that has to do a lot with the writing. But I actually did think that the acting, except for that the girl who was the moat face, I thought the acting was really good. Yeah. I, I was very impressed. I have I have no real issues with the acting in this. I just wish they had more to do. Like, I wish the energy of the, of the opening would have sustained and it didn't settle into a creep around mm-hmm. feature, you know? Well, to me, that was the most unrealistic part of the movie is they interrupted some high octane drug fueled dance party to play mafia. Yeah, yeah right. So <laughs> what, brought it what is our collective halt. past with the game mafia or, you know, it's called different things. I never played it, but it's pretty boring. It seems like it, right. it is kind of boring. I never did a creep around. mafia. I never I never played it, but I like when I was a kid, we would play hide and seek in the dark with the lights off and you had flashlights see that's more interesting like justin and i have been to many a mafia party and some people love it but to me it always does like like you said like whatever we're doing that comes to a screeching halt and then you just suddenly start accusing everybody it's really awkward and weird and aggressive and kind of (laughs) stupid You know, but some people swear by it. It's like, I really like the setup with all the characters and you thought that there was going to be some underlying stuff that really meant something, but it never really did. It was all just kind of petty bullshit. Yeah. You know, it didn't pan out like it, but the setup was really good. Yeah. I think one of the challenges is it was very realistic, like in the early going and the way it's shot, it's like all kind of, you know, in the way people are talking, everyone's realistic. So there's no style to it too much. And then you get into this part where people are murdering each other and you're just like, <laughs> mm, the believability goes down. Well, and then you learn more about the characters 
like almost at the end. We needed to learn either as we went or more top heavy at the beginning because I think it could have bared that weight because we were having such a good time. But to have a little bit of expo at the beginning, then a big chunk of creep around and then a bunch of screamed expo at the end. I don't know. I don't know if that's satisfying. Well, I don't know what would the expo have been at the beginning, though, because they hint at the girl's drug problem. They hint that she hasn't been around. Yeah. So they're leaving those breadcrumbs. They are. Like, I don't know. A, a monologue would have just brought the whole thing it's to a true. screeching halt. But it's just, I'm just trying to figure out. Well, they stopped relating when I, they started creeping. That's it. That I'm trying to, maybe they, that's why they needed a steady drip during the creep. But there's just so much creeping around when they're just quietly creeping around. Yeah. Like the party is <laughs> much more fun and exciting in, yeah. in the beginning than, than the creep around. Like then just, yeah, it's kind of dull. What should have happened? Should Leatherface shown up in a party bus? Like, <laughs> well, no, but maybe you guys but, didn't but, like but, that either. But it seemed like there was a lot more <laughs> off-screen story they were referencing from the night before with like the punch and like the other. I mean, maybe if you had it over two nights where the first sure. night is like, you know, 30 minutes of them just arriving and talking and you're like laying out all the exposition or groundwork. And then sure. Like 45 minutes in, it's like, let's play the game. And then like 60 minutes in, it's like someone's dead for real. And then you keep well, you rack at the t ratchet up the tension as yeah, you go. Yeah, and it's like, the problem I think is that it's like, again, it's just with this relating thing, right? Because it's like, they want it to be like paranoia is the killer or whatever, like, yeah. which is fine. But the problem is, is that it, everybody becomes unlikable and nobody <laughs> er, nobody right. can trust anybody else. And so they, they all just turn on each other. And that's not interesting, in yeah. my opinion. If, if, yeah. if everybody... Because everybody needs to be a suspect and everybody's like, got to be shady. They, It's like there's like connection and heart between characters that completely just completely ditch it. Yeah. And, and I don't think that that works. Like I understand the theme and I understand where they're trying to go. But but it, it, it completely just, in my opinion, makes it super boring. Yeah. And I thought it needed to be more like Gaspar Noé's climax. Mm, just mm. do some real hard drugs and get really crazy. <laughs> like it just needs to yeah, build yeah. up in its craziness and absurdity. And I was I was honestly expecting it to do something different. Yeah, you know? me too. Like stylistically make it trippy or I don't know, do something. Like I wasn't a fan of X necessarily, mm -hmm. but I don't have the same criticism of that. Like I saw a couple new things in that. In this, the Zoomers ain't showing me the future they're just creeping around and they happen to be the youth of today that's about it mm -hmm. did you read it as commentary about gen z or do you think it's just self-aware i don't think it was sharp enough to be commentary <laughs> yeah. about anything i think it was just kind of <laughs> referencing things like i think they were laughing at themselves a little bit where they were talking about all their trigger warnings and body dysmorphia and you know what have you but I don't feel it in the bones of this necessarily. That's fair. A lot of that stuff did get laughs in the theater. Yeah, yeah. And it's fine as, you know, you go out to the movies with a group on a Friday night and you want to giggle and laugh and, you know, scream a, a little bit, I guess. Like, it's fine for that, but they could make it deeper. They could make it hit harder. And it's a little hamstrung by the ending, which we won't necessarily spoil here, but... The ending makes it so that nothing too crazy can happen. I'll put it this way. There's nothing supernatural going on and there's nothing like super slasher going on. I will say I was pretty satisfied with the ending, though, even though we won't talk about what sure. happened. Like it, 
it's it was a pretty big laugh. Yeah, it's a laugh, but you know, <laughs> it's also kind of a shrug. <laughs> it's also- Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like we got a lot to say in our bones, so let's go to them bodies, 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 bones. All right, we're going to keep the Lodge Mistress holster just for a moment. Uh, we're going to start out with the hothead tonight. You are first to bone. First to bone. Oh, yeah. It always feels good to be the first one in. Um, <laughs> yeah, A24, they really need to buy their uh, marketers like a steak dinner, whoever cuts their trailers. They really know how to make their product seem sleek and hip and cool yeah. and edgy but yeah i mean i was enjoying myself for the for the first you know third when the aforementioned uh male uh actors were alive and then when they died <laughs> i kind of checked out a little men only yeah i kept waiting for other bodies 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 to drop and it seemed like they were taking their sweet time getting to each body <laughs> drop and so by the time they kind of got to the end i was just fatigued a little bit your even, body was ready to even drop. though it was a good run time it's only 98 minutes which i also appreciate um but we're not trapped there for like two and a half hours or whatever um so i'm gonna give this two bones but with the brother ben bump for oh Pete, shit. Pete davidson i'll give it two and a half it's a brother ben bump y'all hell yeah brother ben bump moves in mysterious ways <laughs> and he's been bumping up a lot this summer god bless him <laughs> All right, brother Bishki, what you doing? I'm surprised, but two and a half balls. I, I, I mean, I was in the mood for I, the the trailer I liked and um, a twenty four like Gen Z slasher. Like that sounds fun. And Pete it does Davidson. Sound fun. And um, so yeah, I was very into it. And the my bones were very high, very high. And then uh, Bone Train mm. uh, was going down a little bit in the <laughs> middle third. Picked up towards the end. I'll give it a little bump at the end with the uh, ending that I think got a laugh out of everyone, even if it wasn't <laughs> revelatory. And it wasn't edge of your seat scary. And it wasn't, <laughs> no. So I'll join Lucas. Two and a half bones. Two and a half. My brother. Brother Bishki. Wow. All right. All right. Brother Justin, what are you doing? You know, for people who seemingly didn't enjoy the film, right? there's some high bone counts. Right? I'm very confused. <laughs> I know some people listening to this are also confused. I'm in the car and I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, there's my, something to it. You're my, safe, Brother Justin. Yeah. You're safe. No, my expectations were incredibly low to the point where walking into the theater, I was like, why does, do any of us actually want to be here? Is this, I guess, content. Content. Some content. <laughs> uh, but I was pretty enthralled throughout, really. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting. I didn't think it was necessarily breaking the mold, but we're in for a lot more of this. Yeah. A lot of the talk we heard, a lot of the vibe we just experienced is uh, going to be here to stay for the next couple of years. So get used to it. Uh, the young folks are going to start making movies like this, and there's nothing we can do about it. And they probably will have not even seen the older movies that they are unknowingly... Aping. Aping. <laughs> I also, yes. also kind of wish they just had a, dis- not a disclaimer, but like when they were showing them doing drugs on screen, like snorting powders and stuff, maybe they just have like a scene 
where they test it for fentanyl to make sure it's good drugs. Because mm. I feel like today, I mean, like I know people in my social circles who have, who have died from fentanyl, and I just feel like doing drugs today is just such a fucking like gamble, you know? Like it just is not the old days where you could like get baby laxative or whatever talcum powder mixed in with your blow now it's like some chemical that will just kill you flat for no reason just so your, your bone count got hijacked by a psa <laughs> so it was scary is what you're saying yes, that was the that was the scariest part we wrung out from this stay safe fam no i mean that's all that's all true yeah uh no i mean expectations low pleasantly surprised I'm going one bone per body of the title. Three nice, bones. Nice, Justin. Wow. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Three bones. Bones, bones, bones. Take us wow. down, Millie. All right. Lunch, mistress. Woof it, Millie. Yeah. Woof it. No. no woof it, Millie. Punt it. She's not going to woof it. No, um, yeah. Woof it. Way, way worse to be a wolf. Just spoiler alert. But. <laughs> when Lee Pace started howling like a werewolf, <laughs> Millie was like, I know. I, I'll, I'll get there. I'm going to woof it. I wasn't there yet because he was still alive. Yeah. But. I have to say, the beginning was good. I mean, I really enjoyed when they got there and it was like all this kind of weird friendship stuff. And there was some mystery and I liked all the characters. I liked the dialogue. I liked, you know, him having that chat with her in his office and it seemed kind of improv and it was weird and I liked it. (laughs) I I was into all that. But when the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies game started... It started kind of going downhill. And when they started creeping around, uh, it just went way downhill. I was like, please turn the lights on. I'm so sick of just seeing, you know, somebody's face in a phone line. Now, be honest. Were you asleep? I thought you went to sleep. No, I did not go to sleep, but I groaned audibly like nine (laughs) times. I was like, oh my God, another walk up and down the stairs. Like, I mean, it was, it was just, God, I, I wanted it to be over. Like, and then it was over, and I was like, oh, ending. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought it was kind of a PSA about don't do drugs. Sure. You know, even though, Lucas, your PSA is way better than this film's PSA. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, expectations were low and then they got high when I saw A24 because I didn't remember that it was A24. And so then that may have affected it. But I just got to go. No Brother Ben bump at all. Can I do the, I need the Brother Ben slump. Brother Ben slump. Because I was at two and I just want to slump it on down to 1.5. I did not enjoy this film. I enjoyed the first part and the rest I did not. That's a Brother Ben slump, y'all. It's a Brother Ben slump, y'all. Wow. Uh, my lodge mistress. I love thee. Wow. I love thee. <laughs> That's incredible. I don't think Brother Ben even knows what he hath wrought with oh, this he bump. knows. He knows. <laughs> I do want to summon a crouton. There was a podcast monologue oh, about, yeah. about the difficulties of podcasting. Yeah, that struck a deep chord. And we, were, we were all like, yes, it's, it's, it's a difficult... Uh, challenging, slightly embarrassing, <laughs> slightly, embar- slightly embarrassing, a lot of coordination. Uh, yes, uh, endeavor, and uh, there was yeah. some deep, deep podcast laughs from all of us scattered throughout. <laughs> yeah, there's like ten podcasters in there at least. Yes. Oh my god. So I also enjoyed this movie more than I may let on. I just with these types of horror movies, I feel like I've seen it all. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see anything new. I thought they were going to show me something new tonight. And so my, I guess my expectations were too high, but as it is, I was entertained throughout. I didn't have a problem with any of the acting 
and the ending was kind of funny. It was kind of clever, you know? So I ain't mad at this movie. You know, I'd throw this on when people are just hanging out and wondering what to watch, you know? Like, I think it works, and that's not the most glowing praise, and Bishki hates it when I do this, but compared to what's been coming out in this genre, it's pretty solid. So I'm going to go Three Bones. Oh, wow, you guys. Wow. I'm sorry, and we will argue about this later tonight. Uh, it's original content, folks. <laughs> so you recommend this to your dad, eh? I would recommend this <laughs> to my dad. Thank actually. you very much. And my dad would have a great time. He'd be like, oh, they were slipping in the blood. I saw that. <laughs> your dad wouldn't stop talking about what the potential mortgage would be. On the house <laughs> exactly. And why they didn't have proper backup generators. No, he'd have, he'd have plenty to think about and plenty to look at. So. Question: If you leave your mirror on in your car, that does not run your battery it down. It, it could. I tell you it, what does. It does for, over a, a longer period. Right. Of time. Not like six but, hours. But also, why didn't the Range Rover driver's side window roll down? Because when they pulled up to the house, she's like, "Damn this window!" And she gets out and opens the gate. And then later, Maria Bakalova runs to the car in the rain and is like forcing the window down to get in. And I'm like, "Why is the window?" There this was probably much of a some problem? other big script thing that got cut, and then they just didn't cut the window. Yeah, thing. I feel like there's a lot of loose threads like that. Yeah. How does their cell phones flashlight not run their batteries down? And this is our clearinghouse okay. of bodies, bodies, bodies <laughs> issues. That Hold on. Just come cell phone down. flashlights are LEDs. They don't use that much power and uh, <laughs> the motors bad. of automatic windows do occasionally go out it happened to me and my 96 Camry. Brother Justin. The exact same problem happened to me. Is deflecting all these missiles and handling business. And by the way, it was a big life lesson for me because I suffered that problem for an entire year. And when I finally got it fixed, it was 60 goddamn dollars. And Nothing. I should have done it immediately. Nothing. Wow. That's shocking. Always Damn. check it out. My dad could have told you to take it in. He would have. That's bodies, 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 y'all. Thanks, Brother Justin. Thanks, Sludge Mistress Millie. My <laughs> pleasure. Go on, get spooked, y'all. Mr. Body. Stay cool. Forty-year-olds have group chats too.